This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This is Off Topic Hot Topic, a bonus episode of the Hunting Seasons Podcast. I'm Damask Cleary. I'm Broderick Cordes. Let's shimmy shammy to it. Off Topic Hot Topic. Uh, that's whatever you were talking about for you. That is another fantastic intro, Damask. I'm glad you Thank haven't you. missed a step Thank since you. the last time we recorded Off Topic um, Hot Topic. Bring in the Fresh choices every week, you know me. We should explain to our potential new listeners. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lip Media, for having you part of your our, your podcast network. Uh, yes, this is a bonus podcast, uh, bonus episode of the Honey Seasons podcast. We get to talk about the headlines of the TV and entertainment world and discuss the stuff we've been watching, reading, playing, and generally consuming. And before we get into things, we should also let you know that we love getting topic suggestions from our listeners. So if you would like to contribute a question, topic, or story to Off Topic Hot Topic, you can do so. So by emailing us at contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or tweeting us at hunting s cast news in fuller our favorite segment mm, it is my favorite it's, do we need to explain it to the people well yeah I, that should do that as well um <laughs> brian fuller very very prolific showrunner shows mm. like uh hannibal and he started on star trek discovery and yeah. pushing daisies prolific and in cancellations as well <laughs> prolific in cancellations which is what we love we want to keep up with the latest in mm. brian fuller news it has been i like to see other people's disaster lives that make me feel better <laughs> make sure we keep track of it and point at it and, <laughs> exactly. go, and laugh yeah. and laugh it's been weeks if not months since we last checked in with brian fuller we might need to like call the police and get them to do a house call. But we might have to because absolutely nothing has happened in that time. He's and ruining this segment. It, it, and we've really had is. years of fun. I do wonder if this is some uh, trying to sabotage, or maybe we need to cancel this segment mm. just fulfill the complete Brian Fuller prophecy. Oh, Even segments around him I love a get cancelled ultimately. Brilliant. Uh, I've got some headlines to go through first. Mm-hmm. Would you have thought it? Spider Man is staying in the MCU. For at least one more movie. Who would have called it? Oh, did you call it? I called yeah, it. Yeah, you bloody called I it. I called well it. Done. Did you get a chance to listen to that episode I did with Liam? We no. talked about extensively about no. Spider-Man leaving the, MC- leaving the MCU. If I'm not unquote. part of the conversation, I have very little you interest in what care. you have to say, bro. <laughs> did you have any thoughts about that when Spider-Man was, when you heard that news? Did you have a reaction that I he really wasn't didn't. coming back to the I MCU? I didn't care. You didn't care that he wasn't going to get mean, a third I mean, I was like, oh, it's a shame, but also... I'll just see what happens, was my take. Well, right of you to do that, not only have they announced that, guess what, he's coming back to the MCU, they have a release date for his next movie. Mm. It will be released on July 16th, 2021. You know what you don't have when you it's in the brink, whether there's going to be a movie or not? A planned release date. <laughs> that suggests you have a schedule, mm. you're going into production with this thing, you've got it set up and ready to go. Surely so, they would be in like, pre-production already. They have to be. I'm sure there's probably there's at least they're writing a script and getting they have a scheduled like date when they're going to start production, yeah. shooting, and so forth. Mm. It's happening, people. Anyway, so who would have thought? HBO's Watchmen premieres October 20. That's coming up real soon. Looking forward Ooh, to that. Countdown. He, his Dark Materials is premiering on HBO on November 4th. There's a new trailer for that as well. Have it's, you seen the new trailer? No, I haven't. It's so far away because we were planning it was going to be our weekly watch thing after Game of Thrones. It can be, but it's just it's taken so long. I didn't. I wouldn't have chosen it if well, I realized it was so far away from the end of Game of Thrones. Because that was the problem. They started promoting it like the mm. first like real teasers came out right after Game of Thrones. They're like, please don't leave HBO. We've mm. got other stuff coming. They just didn't tell us when. Now we know. November now 4th. Now we know. Uh, Rick and Morty returns for its fourth season o- mm-hmm. on November 10th. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. However, they're only releasing five episode- episodes. They haven't said exactly whether that's like a half season. The other half are coming 
later, which does happen sometimes. Shows mm. will do that. The Good Place will do some of its stuff before Christmas, some of its stuff after the new year. Um, but so far, we're getting five episodes starting November 10th. So, there you go. Uh, That's the- upsetting. Upsetting? Exciting, but then upsetting when you realize it's only five. It, it is upsetting. I'm... I assume there'll be more not long afterwards. And, like, whatever they need to do, just release it. That show, I imagine, with the production of that and the animation stuff, it's complex. If you go get five episodes out every now and again, randomly dispersed throughout the year, I'll take it. Uh, The End of the Fucking World Season 2 is going to premiere on Netflix this November. They've given no specific date. There's no trailers, no anything yet, but it's coming next month. So, Mm, Are we doing that? I would like to, because we did enjoy the first one a lot. We did. I think we'll get to that one for sure. Star Trek Picard coming to NBC in the US and Amazon Prime in other regions on January 24th. There is a new trailer for that as well. I'm looking forward to that one. The Walking Dead was renewed for an 11th season. Good Lord. will not die much like. I thought it was cancelled three years ago. Nope. It's still going. And apparently the premiere, which happened very recently um, of the 10th season, Mm. was like a ratings low point for the series. (laughs) But not only are they planning this 11th season to presumably come out next year, there's also talk of, I think, a third like kids or teen-friendly Walking Dead series because there's another one that's Fear like... Fear of the Walking Fear Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead is the second one. Yeah. And there's going to be a third one, apparently, that's like aimed at teens. Must be really fucking cheap to make. Cheap to make... I suppose it's just make up and put you in the woods, right? Yeah, Maybe and you have one outfit for five years. It, you know what? That yeah. might be part of it. It might just be cheap to make. <laughs> and usually every season only has like three sets max. Mm. Uh, Comedy Central renews South Park for three more seasons. Mm. It's currently uh, just pre- or just premiered season 23. There was some news around that as well, which I didn't plan to bring, but it is now being scrubbed from existence in China after criticizing China's censorship policies. <laughs> Uh, in funny. one of its latest episodes, that is happening a lot. The NBA is in trouble because I think the Houston Rockets is one of those teams. Someone criticized China for the whole Hong Kong stuff. They've now been like scrubbed from China. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment mm-hmm. uh, has banned and f- taken away prize money from one of the winners of a Hearthstone tournament because they criticized China about the Hong Kong, Hong Kong stuff. They are partly owned by, Ch- by a Chinese company. So, China is I having mean, a big influence on Western media at the moment. We're hardly shocked. No, we're not shocked. But it's interesting mm. how, like, Hollywood's been doing this whole thing recently where they're shooting some, like, a scene or a sequence in China to try and break into the Chinese market. Mm. But in doing that, they have to abide by these really strict rules about what they can and can't say, what mm-hmm. they... And so... Well, because they only allow a very small number of... They do. ...foreign films. And they have a huge market. market that people want to get tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, but is, like, how that's starting to affect art, quote-unquote, or at least the media that we're seeing the from the West? films being made over there are not art. The, what about the films that are being being made here, though, like in Hollywood and stuff like that? So this is the idea. Oh, that aren't then being allowed that into are, well, the Chinese that are market. Then changing themselves or doing things to market themselves to China. So an example. Yeah, I don't think though. Well, give me an example, please. Well, the, the, probably the biggest example is just. Um, so uh, let's think about this. Transformers films have done this, where they okay, that's not art. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think Iron Man two or three did this, where mm. they filmed a sequence that was in China somewhere. And then they released a separate version of the film over there. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, like if you want to release a film in China, you could not criticize the Chinese government or anything they do in your films. No. Otherwise, it would be banned. Yes. And so, it, does that affect if the If a film make- was going to be criticizing the Chinese government and then decided not to cri- criticize the Chinese government so that they could sell to the Chinese population... That was just like a confusing process. <laughs> so, I don't know what that film would be sure. about. I think it's just interesting that we are starting to see Western companies or uh, and Western media having to like bow to Chinese censorship rules and stuff like that. Mm. It's, just, it's, it's an international market now. Have you ever I, seen The Meg? No. So, obviously, like they, you know, I guess it must have been made in China or with like very much holding hands with China to sell to the Chinese market. Sure. A lot of Chinese actors in it. Yep. Um, yeah, it takes place, I think, somewhere in China. Also, that giant tower movie. Yeah, with Skyscraper. Skyscraper. With Dwayne Johnson. I love that movie. Anyway. I never saw that. Um, I love The Rock. I yeah, just think I he's amazing. Anyway, so, you, yeah, you can see it in a lot of action films at the moment that sure. are coming out. You clearly see, oh, okay, you're marketing this to the Chinese market, which 
in and of itself is fine. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I've, oh, no, here, here it comes. We're not going to be airing in China. I've got a problem with the Chinese government. <laughs> That's the thing, right? So, But does that mean that the Chinese people should be denied seeing The Rock? I don't know. Should we? They need some happiness too, right? Think about- <laughs> sure. You know what? You know what's more important than freedom? The Rock. The rock. Be able to see The Rock film. Firstly, The Rock is freedom, <laughs> is what I like to say. No, that's terrible. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's not a great situation over there. It's, a, and it's messy, let's say that much. No, 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 I don't mean in China. China's awful. <laughs> China's what? Chinese awful. government. Chinese government Whoa, yeah, is that's awful. That's better to say it that way. Chinese government, yeah. their censorship, their... Uh, yeah. Fascist regime. Fascist regime. Terrible. Mm, the um, the <laughs> concentration better. camps. <laughs> Terrible. Of uh, Muslim citizens. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All bad. The situation where Western culture or Western companies are trying to, you know, work with China to get media in there, that's the messy part. That, mm. I understand the messiness of that, I guess. But yeah, it's hard, I mean, to, it's hard to feel sympathy for a company that, or a country, sorry, a government. But yeah, Monitors its citizens ex- extensively. There was a guy, I think someone who was a basketball fan, who said he would take his basketball team over the Chinese government any day, put a thing up on social media, said, come and find me. Yeah, they found him. Uh, he's now a prisoner of the Chinese government. Like, this is the uh, problem. We'll never see him again. Yeah, yeah, this is the problem, right? It's like mm-hmm. um, you start sort of making allowances for this sort of stuff to try and keep those regimes happy. And at what, at what point are you actually starting to support that government? At what point are you starting to show sympathy towards that? I mean, I think that's a that? question for our own governments more than our film industries, personally. Fair enough. The amount of, like, yeah, the amount of, like, hands scratching other people's backs between our government and China, mm. China and a lot of the Western world. I was watching a report today. I don't think that's for Marvel films to fix. I was watching a report on the news today. I very rarely watch the news, but it just happened to be on. Mm. And there was talk about like Christmas, right? You know, retail. There's a really low confidence in retail at the moment. Or, and like, it's going to be a bad year for retail outlets this China this year, uh, in Christmas this year. However, Australia may benefit from the ongoing trade war between the US and China because <laughs> China needs to import export to somebody and we're a good option. And so, they're going to give us cheap stuff. <laughs> <We're> great. <laughs> Excellent. Yippee. (laughs) Uh, Search Party has been renewed for a third and fourth season. It's been sort of away for a long time. Mm, I know you're a massive fan of this show, but it's moving from TBS to HBO Max. I need to watch season two and then hopefully Mm. the next ones. The um, the guy who created it, I did enjoy, I saw on Twitter, him like dancing provocatively outside the White House when the impeachment news went up, which I quite enjoyed. Yes. Stranger Things has officially been renewed for a season four. No surprises there. There is a bit of an announcement video of this, sort of just like a teaser clip. Mm. um, And it ends with the catchphrase, we're not in Hawkins anymore. Bit of a Wizard of Oz sort of nod there. I think that means they're not in Hawkins anymore. (laughs) Might mean they're not in Hawkins anymore. It's implied that maybe that means they're going into the Upside Down, I think, based on the teaser video. Or, I mean, the way that season three ends, Mm. without spoiling anything... People move away from Hawkins, mm. and so maybe we'll go somewhere else. You know maybe what I want? Overseas, yes. A Lord of the Rings adventure in the Upside Down. That would be cool if they actually like transitioned into like a fantasy. I would love it so fucking much. That would be pretty cool. A quest in a the quest. Upside Down. Ooh. Glow has been renewed for a fourth and final season. Mm. So we recently renewed, uh, we reviewed season three of Glow. We did do that, and we weren't massive fans of it. We love season one and two. Oh, love it so fucking much. And we were some of the outliers who didn't love season three. Didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, we enjoyed no. it overall. I just didn't think it was as good as one and two. And I think Which got- I thought was fair. I, I did too. Apparently I, it wasn't. We both <laughs> According in, to every other review. Yeah. Independently though, we had that feeling about yes, it. We were we just did. like, oh, this was a lesser season mm. of the show. And we wondered about like, is it spinning its wheels a bit? What's the story it's trying to tell anymore? Mm. Why are we in Vegas? Why are we in Vegas? Um, and we came, at least I remember coming to the conclusion, you know, maybe this is a show that shouldn't be stretched out for forever, mm. like six, seven, eight seasons yeah. sort of thing, like Orange is the New Black, another Genji Cohen Ugh. show. Mm. And I even said, hey, maybe we just need one more season to wrap this up and that'd be enough. Mm. Let's keep the show succinct and finish it before Are you saying it this was your balls. idea? I'm not saying it's my <laughs> idea. I'm just saying, I, I think I've seen a few people who are very disappointed in this idea and I get that. Like, if you love the show, you mm. don't want it to end. But... Um, I would rather it went out on a high note 
before it devolves. Yeah, into something I'm not else. one of those people with that reaction. If I love a show mm. and I get and the announcement is made that it's finishing, I don't get sad. If it yep. gets cancelled, sure, totally. But if it's finishing, I was like, actually, that's kind of cool because so many shows don't get the opportunity to finish. Yes. And so when a show does, I think we should all be very thankful. And again, I think of Orange is the New Black. I really liked that final season. And I mm. think it was the best season in a long time because it was ending. It had yep. a chance to definitively say some things and end its storyline. So mm. I'm kind of excited that we're going to get a fourth and final proper season Agreed. with a proper ending. Agreed. Agreed. Speaking of final mm. seasons, BoJack Horseman will be returning for a sixth and also final mm. season. So, this season is going to be split into two parts. Part one launches October 25th. That will be eight episodes. Mm -hmm. And part two on January 31st. We don't know how many episodes that will be. Um, You, we love this show. Yes. We might even argue this is maybe the best show that we've reviewed on Hunting Seasons. Yeah, totally. You particularly Mm -hmm. love it. Oh. How do you feel about this being the sixth and final season after just saying that you like normally a happy thing? I'm, I'm glad that it's like finishing and i think we all kind of saw it coming i think because you we've really gone through quite a journey <laughs> with bojack and mm-hmm. with what happened last season um it's not something that could be sustained forever and i think we all knew that and i think there was a seemingly a pretty clear vision from the creators something that i've always trusted um i will be sad to see it go um oh uh, yeah but i think it'll be right I'm going to read you this tweet from Aaron Paul. We had a wonderful time making BoJack. Couldn't be more proud. Fell in love with his characters just like everyone else did. But sadly, Netflix thought it was time to close the curtains. And so here we are. They gave us a home for six beautiful years. Nothing we could do about it. Also, it's cancelled. Well, essentially, they were given one more season. But yes, they were told by Netflix. Mm. That's the impression that Aaron Paul has given. No one else has really given that impression, though no one else has really commented a lot on the fact that it's the final season mm. yet. Um, but Aaron Paul is an executive producer on the show, yeah. as well as being a voice talent for the show. And that certainly reads like this was not their choice. Having been given the choice, they would have continued mm. to go on. They felt they had more story. Does that change how you feel about this news at all? I think it depends how season six goes. It really, really does. <laughs> it really yeah, does. I think if they if it's done really well, um, I don't think it will change my opinion on it. If I'm like, oh, it was clearly like a bit of a rush job to get to an ending that they wanted to get to in season ten, mm. I'll be upset. I hope they don't do that. I hope they realize, oh, this is the short amount of time we've got. Let's tell the story that needs to be told. We don't need to sew everything up. I'm wondering whether this is why it's been split in two. That maybe mm-hmm. not that long ago, the intention was just to release season six as season six, normal number of episodes. It would be all out at once. Yeah. And then somewhere towards the middle or end of that production, Netflix has gone, you know what, guys, actually, this is it. This is your last one. But we'll give you the opportunity to give you extra time to finish the season off. Mm. We're going to release these episodes now. Or what do you need? Okay, release these amount of episodes now. And then you've got another extra three, four, five months to get an ending that you're satisfied with. Mm. Which is not ideal, but could no. be worse. Could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. It is a worry, though. Netflix is cancelling a lot of stuff. It's been on a tear recently, and very little seems to be getting past that third, second, third season mark anymore. And when they do, they kind of get just like, one more season and you're done. Um, get out of here sort of scenario. I don't know. Netflix, I, I've been a big fan of Netflix for a while and mm. this new future alongside Disney Plus and HBO Max and Peacock and all these things we're about to talk about in a mm-hmm. bit worries me. What Netflix is being very reactionary. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think for a very long time, um, American television, it's... You know, it's constantly been said, like, God damn it, they go for so long. Yeah. You know, if if Netflix now realises, oh, three, four years dedication to something is really we, all we want to offer, mm-hmm. I think people can still tell really great stories with those limits. Maybe there is a transition happening from really long – because we transition from really long seasons into quite short seasons, very long – years and years of a show to, you know – if you get three seasons these days, you're fucking lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It might just be a transition thing about, you know, 
how quickly we're consuming things, mm-hmm. what we're consuming, how we're consuming them. It might just be a transition to that. Um, but I don't know. I don't work for Netflix. Mm. Uh, let's just get a little bit of an update on the streaming wars. The ongoing. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds ominous, doesn't it? It does. Sounds uh, cool. Some big news from Apple TV Plus, which launches November 1 at $4.99 US a month. That's $7.99 Australian. Don't know what that is in pounds. Sorry, UK. Uh, that's 11 days. With Brexit, that's changing so rapidly. <laughs> so, let's just wait. It's 11 days sooner than Disney Plus and $2 less than Disney Plus as well. Ooh, saving them books. Yeah. So, coming in a little underneath the price and way below Netflix, I think, at that point as well. I think Netflix is close to that $10, 12 It's like $18 Depends something a month Depends if you're here. like HD or All whatever. Sort of Fucking hell. So let's some other details about Apple TV Plus now that they're out there. You get a year of Apple TV TV Plus for free when you purchase a new iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, iPod Touch, or Mac. So that's interesting. I'm so, wait, wait, reverse. iPod Touch? Uh, iPod Touch. Yeah, I think that's just what iPods are now. They used to. I, I didn't even know they were still selling them. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you can just. It's basically just an for iPhone. For whom? For children who parents don't want oh, to have yeah, cellular connections. I, I, I forgot about juniors. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Go on. Um, but basically, the idea is that yeah, you get a year with Apple TV Plus when you purchase hardware. I don't know whether that's something that stacks. Like, if you buy a new phone every year, does that mean you get Apple TV Plus for free every year? Oh. But it's an interesting proposition that it's like, oh, you buy our hardware and you get access to this exclusive content. Like, in terms of trying to set your product apart Mm. from the competition, like Google or something like that, not only do you get the Apple hardware, you get access to, like, these TV shows as well. They're exclusive. Does Google have a... Streaming service? Not they do have like Google Video and stuff yeah. like that, but that's really uh, just on it's demand. Just, you can buy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's not a streaming service per se. Not in the way that we think of Netflix and mm. stuff like that. Interesting. So that's interesting. interesting. That mm-hmm. sets itself apart from the others, and sort of for the first time, I've I gone. Don't think I can afford iPhones anymore. No, it's they, just getting so expensive every fucking year. They're pretty expensive. I now. think it's like actually unaffordable for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't sound like you have to get the latest and greatest. You could just buy. Like upgrade to one of the two or three year old models, which would be within your price range theoretically. Mm. Like some of the older ones are like five hundred bucks now, um, and then still get that maybe as long as you choose to stay within Apple. I guess I'll be honest with you, I doubt that's the case. That that's how they're doing it. Yeah, but for me that makes sense. It's like because I, I guess they worry. This is the first time that Apple TV Plus has made sense to me. Is hearing that it's mm. like, oh, you're not trying to compete with Netflix, you're trying to add extra value to staying with Apple. Mm -hmm. They're trying to say, hey, stay with us because you also get access to other stuff. It's not just the hardware. Yeah, Yeah, Google can compare with their cameras, but they don't have, uh, you know, Morning Wars or C or Dickinson, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah, (laughs) They don't have Morning Wars. Morning Wars, that's what it's called. Well, they simply don't have it. So, um, do you think it's now because obviously I think a lot of people were staying with Apple products for so long because of iTunes and that type of thing. Yep. Well, that's gone now. So now they need another kind of, I guess, software-y, platform-y thing that people are addicted to, need to keep all their shit. Yeah. I think basically, yeah. Yeah. It's like if you leave, like so often a big part of why I haven't left Apple, because I've looked at like my girlfriend, Stephanie, has the Google Pixel 3. Can oh, run that thing. My girlfriend has that as well. There you go. That's weird. Girlfriends, mm. every that's that's just a fact now. Girlfriends have Google Pixels. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. That's how you Wait, know you got a girlfriend. What am I? What am I? <laughs> <laughs> the and the camera on that thing is quite nice. I look amazing through that lens, may I say. Through your girlfriend's lens? Yes. It's, I hope it is so. Good. <laughs> um, should see the porn we make. No. <laughs> anyway, go on. And the depth of field you get yeah, in that. Exactly. It's amazing. Mm. The, <laughs> but yeah, the, it's the closest I've come to leaving iPhone is for things like that. There's now an, the iPhone 11 Pro. It's going to keep me here when I eventually upgrade. But the point was like, it was inconvenient to change. Mm-hmm. That was what's stopping me more than anything else. This, you know, if I really like some of these shows, I'm getting it for free just by being with Apple anyway. Mm. Makes it harder and harder to leave. Makes it more and more likely I'm going to upgrade sooner if I get another year free of Apple TV Plus as well. You know what I mean? If they do that mm-hmm. every time I buy an iPhone, yeah. I might be more likely to buy hardware sooner. That's that's their play. And now this makes sense to me. We'll quickly talk about some of the shows that are coming on day one, November, 4th, November 1st. Sorry. 
Sea, an epic drama starring Jason Momoa and Alfre Woodard, is set 600 years in the future after a virus has decimated humankind and rendered the remaining population blind. When all humanity has lost the sense of sight, humans must adapt and find new ways to survive. We've watched the trailer for Sea and for all the shows mm-hmm. we're about to talk about. What are your initial thoughts, Damask? Well, before I watched the trailer, I said it sounded like a CW show that I would never watch. <laughs> yeah. I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, it is like a CW show that I would never watch. It, it looks truly terrible. It's got the, uh, it's going to feel like Vikings type of thing. I guess I, I imagine of this slate, it's like, what's our fantasy epic sort of thing to compete with like your Game of Thrones? That's what they're going for there. Mm. Or Vikings or yeah. a show of that caliber. Um, I'm not going to say it looks bad. In fact, I'm going to say right now that all of these shows look like they've got money thrown at them. They all look pretty. Like, they've got production values, I think. Um, I don't know if they do look pretty, but anyway. Oh, you don't think so? No, I, I thought they did for the most part. Um, but yeah, not doesn't doesn't grab me. The conceit seems a little silly. I understand the metaphors the scripts, they're going for. The, the, the lines that were given to us um, were... Not great. Agreed. Yeah. The yeah yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just a bad trailer. I don't know. But the show from that trailer does not look good. Sure. Morning Wars, a cutthroat drama starring an executive produced by Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and starring Steve Carell, explores the world of morning news and the ego, ambition, and the misguided search for power behind the people who help America wake up in the morning. Mm. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, somewhat interesting. I, I asked you if it was a limited series to which unclear at this point. All of this is unclear at this point. Yeah. If they're going to be, if they're designed to be more than one season long, whether it's limited mm. series, my reaction to your question was that it looks like a show that will have a very strong first season that if it ends there, it'll feel relatively complete, but mm. you could probably build more seasons on it if you wanted to. Yeah. And my initial feelings also is this is like a Sorkin show almost. Not necessarily from a writing perspective, but like it's that drama of the behind the scenes of something we see a lot from the outside as an audience. So mm. like Newsroom or West Wing or something like that to a mm-hmm. degree. And again, if we're looking at their slate, this is their like workplace drama sort of thing or like high stakes business world drama. That's what this is. Mm. And the talent behind it gets me interested to some degree. Yeah, and there seems to be like an element of mystery to it, which made me go, hmm, I do wonder what that's about. So far... I'm not convinced to get a new iPhone. So let's let's continue on. <laughs> cool. Dickinson, a darkly comedic coming-of-age story, explores the constraints of society, gender, and family through the lens of rebellious young poet Emily Dickinson, played by Haley Steinfeld. This is a female-centric coming-of-age drama. Mm-hmm. Damas, is right up your alley. What are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> Whoa. Took conf- your breath away. Confused. I love that Jane Krakowski's in it. I think she should be in all things. Think Who's she's, Jane Krakowski? Um, from 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, very, very funny woman. Uh, so that's cool. I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, very, I'm confused by it. What part? Is it the vibe of it? Like the style of it? The, the vibe. Of it? I think I got a sense of what was happening and then she calls some guy dude. Yeah. Emily and Dickinson some, does. And the dancing, some of the music used in the trailer. It might be it's really very cool, contemporary, but the trailer makes me think it's confused because, like, she speaks in a very modern way, but everyone around her seemingly does not. And sure. so I was like, oh, "What's going on?" But who knows? Uh, and for all mankind, a new series from Ronald D. Moore imagines what would have happened if the global space race never ended and the space program remained the cultural centerpiece of America's hopes and dreams. Hmm. Well, the conceit of the trailer told me that it was like, what if the Russians were the ones to put a man on the moon first? Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, American failed that and America can't lose anything, although it does. (laughs) Um, Vietnam, Iraq, etc. Like, what if that happened? Banned in China, banned in the US. (laughs) Hunting seasons. Very local podcast. It's okay to lose. You don't have to be the greatest nation in the fucking world because you're not. Uh, it's okay. You can let go of that. Anyway, um, so, the, yeah, that's the conceit. And so because of that, America is committed to sending the first woman to the mm. moon, apparently. 
mm. um, which I found interesting. Agreed. I like the look of this one. Mm. Of the four, this is the one that I'm most interested in. Just in terms of it's an interesting time in history, alternate takes on history are interesting too. Mm-hmm. Like what if scenarios. This doesn't seem as out there as like... Uh, kind of the Amazon series that's about what if the Nazis won World War Two? Mm, something about a high castle. Something, yeah, name the high castle. Thank you. Yeah. This seems a little bit more like down to earth. Just change that one element, and mm. what's the trajectory of the world? And I, I don't know. It, I'm interested in that one. Mm-hmm. There was one other show that was worth bringing up as well. Oprah Winfrey joins the world's most. I'm sorry, what was her name? Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. You better get that fucking right. Joins yep. the world's queen, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Thank you. Joins the world's most compelling authors in conversation as she builds a vibrant global book club community and other projects to connect with people around the world and share meaningful ways to create positive change. That sounds cool. That sounds like wide a cool scope. thing. <laughs> it's a wide it's scope very broad of- in mm-hmm. its general. Have, have you ever listened to our podcast? Super no. Soul Sundays. I know you have though. Oh. You're a massive fan. Restorative. Restorative. I particularly love how many times she says that is a tweetable moment. <laughs> that is truly tweetable moment. After um, something propounded. Profound has been said, which always makes me laugh. <laughs> um, so at this stage, you're not buying an Apple product. Apple phone or anything? Absolutely fucking not. No. I will keep my smashed iPhone 8 for now. Thank you. Lovely. Uh, And just quickly, some other updates on the streaming wars. All 180 episodes of Seinfeld are going to Netflix in 2021. This is in response to Friends and the Big Bang Theory going to (laughs) HBO Max, which HBO is a streaming service that's launching in spring of 2020. The Simpsons are on Disney Plus, of course, and The Office is going back to NBC Universal, which has announced their upcoming streaming service called Peacock. Planned content includes continuations, as in new versions of Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster, a new Battlestar Galactica from Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail. That's interesting. Not a remake, maybe a prequel or sequel or something else. We're not sure whether it's based on the original Mm. uh, 20th century, let's say, Battlestar Galactica, or the updated version, Mm -hmm. the remake. Our gen. Or our gen, or whether it's a completely other thing. They say it's going to take place within the mythology Mm -hmm. and pay respect to Battlestar Galactica. We'll see what that means. Uh, New Ed Helms and Michael Schur show Rutherford Falls. I imagine it's probably going to be a 30-minute comedy of some sort, as Mike Schur tends to be involved with. Mm -hmm. AP Bio Season 3 will be there as well. So that's also going to be on Peacock. Uh, That won't be any of our issue though will it because we're in australia well it depends it depends if we well that's the thing so far with these sorts of things like cbs say for instance star trek discovery that went to netflix here Mm -hmm. nbc we got um we're getting a good place on netflix Mm. week by week in fact ap bio on stan though we've been getting ap bio on stan um and then picard is going to amazon on stan yeah it's it's mixed up here, but maybe they will branch out and make their own streaming services available in Australia. We no. don't know. Because <laughs> this is my final question before we get into what we've been watching. Right Way now. Yes, what? Right now, which streaming services are you likely to get on board with? Are there any that you currently have that you're going to get rid of? Are there any that you know you're going to get when they come out? I'll keep Netflix. Yep. Obviously. Um, I'll keep Stan because I think it's probably the best streaming service in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, Better than Netflix. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Um, what is it about Stan? That's interesting. We don't get to talk about Stan much because it's not an international thing. It's sort of like Australia's only streaming service. Mm. What is about it is that makes it the best? Uh, it's got all the Marvel stuff. Currently. Currently. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Um, it's got all the Marvel stuff. It's got my office. It's got my Parks and Rec. It's got my RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, it's, got all the, it's got all the Disney stuff. So, far, like, at the moment, it's pretty fucking great. Sure. Um, I'll definitely get Disney Plus, obviously, because everything's going over there. A lot of what I like. Yep. Um, NBC thing, not super convinced, except for the new season of AP Bio, if we get it over here. Mm-hmm. Um, what there's, else is there? There's a- Apple TV Plus, getting, HBO Max. Again, assuming it comes well, here. It depends on Foxtel, Foxtel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. If I can move away from Foxtel, I'll absolutely get HBO. Sure. Because I fucking hate Foxtel. I'll definitely be getting Netflix. Uh, sorry, uh, Disney Plus on top of Netflix mm. and Amazon, which mm-hmm. I love. I have access to Stan. I don't pay for it currently. I can't see myself ever getting it if most of the Dis- all the Disney stuff's going to Disney Plus. That'll mm. be my 
thing of choice. I've got to change my stamp password soon because I've given it to so many people. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, what? Who? When? Where? Why? Just something else that came to mind. Mm. You know what else has happened the last week? Just silently happened and no one announced it until what? people noticed it. Avatar The Last Airbender is now on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And that was probably always going to happen because they're making the live action TV show. But all of a sudden, there it was. And it's in HD and everyone should watch it. You've got no excuse anymore. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. Give it a watch on Netflix. Do it. Is the best. Yes. The Mask. What have you been watching? Oh, God. We're still talking. We All are. right. <laughs> so, the latest season of RuPaul has come out, except it's a little bit different because mm. it's fr- coming from the UK, my friend. The first ever season of RuPaul UK. So, uh, first of all, is this a reality check? Reality check. Yeah. Um. And is this replacing a otherwise normal season of RuPaul or is this a separate spin-off oh, adjunct? The world is expanding, my friend. The universe, the Ru the Runiverse is yeah. expanding. Expanding. We've got obviously American RuPaul. We've got now UK RuPaul. Yeah. They're making an Australian one. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. amazing. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so I watched the first episode, uh-huh. which came out, I believe, on Last Friday. Um, all I can say is I would describe it as rough as guts, mate. Rough as guts. We've got bad contours. We've got synthetic wigs. We've got poorly fitted gowns. And I love it. Now, I haven't been in love with RuPaul for a few years now. Like uh-huh. my favorite season, obviously, like Jinxie and Bianca Del Rio. Those like – and uh, Sharon Needles as well. So, like those three years – that like one after the other were fucking prime RuPaul because it was back to basics. Sure. People hadn't like watched the show for a billion years, you know, work for years to get the money, you know, wherever the, wherever they can to have insanely made gowns and wigs and all that kind of thing. So they so at the moment in US RuPaul, you've got these incredibly polished queens coming on. And I don't think it's as interesting. I also don't think it's um we we don't have the the villains and the heroes and stuff that we used to have back from back in the day because I think it's just produced differently. Do you think it changes as well because the longer this goes on, the more people who are contestants are familiar with it? And, and they're aware certain- of, you know, like how you look and all. Of course, sure. that's absolutely a part of it. Um, yeah. But with this... UK version, I, I it felt like old Rue to me. It, it was wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I have missed the roughness of seasons long past. Um, and now UK RuPaul is giving me what I want and I love it. All oh, this bad contouring and all those, not a lace front to be found, but that's okay. Um, my personal favourite at the moment for anyone wondering at home is Bag of Chips, one, because it's the best fucking drag. Bag of chips. Bag of chips. <laughs> bag of chips, love. Bag of chips. It's so good. So it's Should like, it be bag of crisps? No, because hot chips. Okay, hot chips. All right. Thank okay. you. Just um, it, I just think it's, it's it's my favorite drag name I've ever heard in my entire life. And I, actually, the first time I heard it, I was in hospital with my housemate. Long story. Everyone's fine. But we were in the emergency department waiting to be taken in and we're talking about RuPaul because obviously when does this not come up in the house? Um, And he mentioned this queen's name and I laughed for about five minutes straight in the middle of emergency. It was just beautiful. Anyway, she's my favourite for the moment. But there you go. 
That's my reality check. Uh, what else have you been watching, Damask? Oh, God, so much. So I, I finished <laughs> the latest season of Big Mouth. Um, season three, yes. Se- season three, is it? Yep. Yep, cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I smashed that out. I was very excited for that. I've been waiting for so, so long. Um, or it felt like so, so long. And it started out kind of, I guess, how it usually does. It makes me go, oh, maybe this is just a silly little show. Okay. Just with a bunch of like genital jokes and which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to that, obviously. Um, but then like it, it, you know, it gets me like it always does every season where it's like, oh, there's this great big beautiful heart in the middle of it and it really is about exploration and figuring shit out and, you know, what kind of person you can become and how is there any way through like this hormonal treachery that's going on that you could possibly love yourself and other people as a teenager. I think it's wonderful. I loved season three. How does um, it rate compared to the first two? As good, better, not quite as good? I don't think it's as good as season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think season two went to a really cool, interesting place. I don't know. Like, they're all pretty, like, on par in my cool. mind. I might have to watch season three again because mm-hmm. I've watched one and two quite a bit. Um, I might have to watch season three again just to kind of double check with everything. Um, now, there was a controversy which you mm. mentioned um, which was interesting because I hadn't heard anything. It's pretty about recent, it. like I only yeah. heard today. Um, so there's a scene, or it's a song because Big Mouth also has musical moments in it, um, in which they're talking about different types of sexualities and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and they were criticized for their definition of pansexuality in mm-hmm. particular, um, and how that relates to obviously. I'm not pansexual, um, but, you know, obviously if you are pan, as far as as I believe or what I know, but obviously always down for education, please, um, is that boys, girls, there's colloquial terms that I'm going to use, and gender non-conforming people. Yeah. However, Big Mouth didn't describe pan as being that. It was more... um, Boys, girls, once again, colloquial terms, and trans people. Right. Now, trans is not a gender. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there was a bit of, yeah, controversy around that. The One of the co-creators came out very apologetic, mm-hmm. um, thanked the bi, trans, and pan communities for letting them know mm-hmm. that they had there was a misstep there. Um, you yeah, very appreciative of that and um, acknowledged that they will – do better in the future and um, try to clarify. Yeah, I think to people that was um, that impressed forward, me the most. Was, good. was yeah. that they seem to suggest that in a future season, when they've got the opportunity to do so, they will try to basically comment on and correct mm. that, which I think is the right way to go about it. It's like as part of me was like, can they go back and like change this element or remove it mm. or whatever if it's not quite right or if it may mm. even be offending somebody. Yeah, but there is, I think, some real value in being able to in a future season, look back and like critique or criticize yourself mm. or, or talk about that. And even the complexity of this stuff and how even well-intentioned people may get this wrong, how it's important mm. to acknowledge that and learn and be willing to correct and sort of like fix that sort of totally. stuff as well. I also want to go back. I, c- I think I said non-conforming. I, I meant non-binary. Non-binary. Is what I meant. So, I apologize. Just a good example of how <laughs> maybe sometimes even well-intentioned people yeah. can get this wrong yeah. and they don't mean to. But I'm, sh- I'm sure I said something wrong and that's fine. I would like to know if I <laughs> Please do. <laughs> We're trying. Please do. We're trying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I feel like I'm educating myself every day on something. But it can be challenging, but... I also find it really exciting. It's true. To learn more about what it is to be a human mm-hmm. than like such a limited scope that we were taught growing up. Mm-hmm. Like so and limited. And even just what your own experience is. Yeah, is exactly. Limited. Your lived experience. And yeah. so, I mean, like I can see like some days I'm like, oh, I just, I feel like I'm getting everything wrong and I mm-hmm. don't understand and you have natural frustration. But most days I'm like, how exciting. Mm-hmm. This is cool. I'm so glad more people have voices that... We would never have heard before. And I think it's awesome. So, are you excited? We know that there's going to be at least two, maybe three more seasons Mm. of Big Mouth already Mm -hmm. planned. At this stage, three seasons in, do you think that that makes sense? There's enough 
to talk about there. There's enough. I'm excited to see um, if the kids continue to get older and into like later teenage years. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Anything else you're watching, Damask? I watch Shrill. What's Shrill? I haven't seen Shrill. I think it's available on SBS On Demand in Australia. Cool. Um, I, it's a Hulu series, I believe, in America. Yep. Maybe in UK. I don't know if you guys get Hulu. Sorry. Haven't done my research. Boo-hoo. Um, use Google. Anyway, it starts. What are we here for? <laughs> what's, our, what's the point of us being Just here? Just Google TV news. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, don't do that, please. Um, so, it stars A.D. Bryant from SNL fame. Oh, yeah. Right. Very, very good. I've always loved her. I think she's fabulous. And it's based on a book um, of the same name, which was, I think, I think it might have been like a collection of essays or something like that. I'm not sure. But it's a nonfiction book about this woman's uh, experience. Uh, I It was endearing. It was hilarious. It was truthful. Um, it's a story of a young woman uh, who feels totally invisible um, and that – opinion of herself is pretty valid from what we see it's mostly due to her size and her friendly demeanor oh and she's just i remember hearing about this months ago yeah it's been out for a while but i only watched it like when i had some free time over my little break um yeah like she's been dismissed and underestimated her whole life and what i really enjoyed about the show is it doesn't pretend to fix the problem Mm -hmm. because obviously sizeism exists um but it does kind of point towards just acknowledging it and saying, yeah, that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, yes, it's pretty fucked up what you have to experience. But it's vibrant and hopeful and it's only like short, it's very short, like six episodes or something. Pretty sure it's been renewed for season two. Cool. It's short, it's snappy, it's it's sweet, it's loving. Um yeah, it's really cool. I, I, I really dug it. Excellent. And it gave me a perspective that I had read about, I guess, and heard um, tale of from friends, that kind of thing, um, of the experience of being a bigger person. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this it was quite educational for me, I think. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a cool show. I recommend people check it out. Anything else to mask? I watched Batwoman. Oh, on yes. the C dub. This was the, I think there's only been one episode so far, just the pilot. Yeah, just the pilots come out. So this is starring Ruby Rose, a favorite of yours. Uh, uh, you loved her work in season famously, three of um, Orange is the New Black. I shat all over her performance in Orange is the New Black, which I stand <laughs> by. Uh-huh. It was awful. Yep. Now she is not capital A awful in this. Oh, that's she good. really isn't. Um, I think her accent work is really good. She's really convincing in action scenes, which is cool. cool. Really cool. Um, however, I will describe the pilot as capital A awful. <sighs> Look, <laughs> how can I? What, what can I say? Uh, it's got flashbacks. Uh huh. Flashbacks. Uh. Flashbacks. Oh. So many fucking flashbacks that are unnecessary. Just show me a story. Sure. Give me the story. Leave some mystery. I don't know. Don't give me a billion flashbacks that take up 60% of your fucking episode that are covered in this disgusting filter that looks like my Instagram page from six years ago. <laughs> like just, you know. When, when we're vignette just, was really oh, a big overdue thing. Overdoing the filter. Good yeah. Lord, Damask, settle down. Anyway, that's what this, these flashbacks look like. And while well, Ruby Rose did a better job in this than she did in Orange is the New Black, which wasn't hard. Um <laughs> I will say her voiceover work, not great. Oh, okay. It all, it sounds like she's doing the voice where you're reading through the lines and at the end you say, oh, but I'll do it on the day. Sure. It's 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 got a bit of that vibe to it. Just like monotone. Gotcha. So much monotone throughout the Do you know what makes show. me think though, and I haven't seen it at all, is there any chance this was maybe stitched together, re-edited, they added voiceover to like later on to like cover their tracks a little bit or something like that? Maybe. No, I think it's okay. very much a stylistic choice. I, I okay. think it's a really badly written show. Mm-hmm. Really badly written, um, like, and I I went on the the Twitter about yeah. it though because I, I just wanted to see what people were saying. Yeah, and there are a lot of tweets which were beautiful. Mm. Um, just being like, you know, it means so much to me to have like a lesbian superhero on TV mm-hmm. and played by a queer woman. What a moment! Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, yes, 
yes. Yeah, cool. I agree. I would I like You want to things. celebrate that. I too. like I like that equation. Sure. Yes. Equation. But you know what I think we deserve? A good is good TV shows. <laughs> like that's that's not enough for me. Yeah. And I I understand the sentiment, but I just can't I can't in my very heart and soul, I can't get on board with it. I can't be that fucking and this comes from a, a maybe a privileged place, I don't know, but I can't be that desperate for particularly it's like the representation is a white woman. Sure. White queer woman. Um yeah, I guess I'm not that desperate for that kind of portrayal anymore. Okay. I've got different white lesbians to choose from, maybe. I don't know. But I just like I think we can do better than that. Hey, is that cool? I mean, not that it's like another white woman on television necessarily, but that you're getting to a place we're getting to a place where you feel like we can be picky now about what we have because representation is slowly getting a little bit better. Yeah, but I th- almost think this happened like five years ago. Well, I don't this, know this why has this content happened. is. I mean, I do know it's on, it's a superhero show on CW. Sure, no yep. offense, but I've tried to watch a lot of them. Not great. Sure. Um, so it's on par with that. It's yeah. not below that standard. It might even be better than quite a few of them, mm. but it's not fucking good, and I refuse to pretend it is. I I haven't watched enough of those shows to make the comment I'm about to make anyway. But they do <laughs> seem like they're. It, it, I don't know. It doesn't feel like those shows have gone past like the level that like Smallville was at, sort of. You know, once upon a time. Ding like, ding ding! You've totally they're it's sitting their teen soaps. in that yeah. same. Like, TV's mm. gone a long way past that. That was once upon a time was what we had to hold on to to yeah. enjoy. But those things were even subpar versions of what a cool teen soap could be. Sure, They're yeah. subpar Buffies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We, totally. We had a great show like that. Yeah. That's kind of where a lot of them fucking started and have just not been up to par. I it's, just... It's a... It's, well, it's hard to reach. It's Buffy. One of the best television shows ever created. Sure. Um... Try harder. Good Lord. I don't understand how there's so many of them. I don't understand how there's so many just CW. I think they're really like, popular. But, okay. And then I'll go a step further. How many? How there are so many TV shows in general? We've just <laughs> talk, sp- spoken about all these streaming services. Mm. Eventually, some TV stations and some of these streaming services are going to have to die because there's not enough people on the planet Earth to sustain this content. Why do you think Netflix is cancelling like half of their <laughs> yeah. content? Like, oh, the... People haven't been born yet. That like the amount of people that we need to watch these shows haven't been born yet. So we just need to cull, 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 cull. Um, look, you know what? I am going to keep watching though. Okay. Because while I am very mean and harsh, and I know that I want it to be good. Sure. Right. I would like. I would love. Was to there have enough there? Was there anything there that made you go? I'm interested enough in that element that I want to keep watching. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually kind of watching it, and I know I've been very mean to her in the past. Um, I would like Ruby Rose to be good. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so I'll watch it, hoping for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it could be cool watching a lesbian superhero. So I'll watch in the hopes that it will be good. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long I'll be able to hold on for, but I will try. Because, yeah, like I said, I do want it to be better, but I'll let you know. There are two thoughts that come to mind before we move on. Mm. Number one, if your pilot has is 60% flashbacks, maybe you start your story a little later than you should have. <laughs> maybe it should have started back when the flashbacks were happening. Yeah. That would be a good place to have or your pilot. Or just trust that, you know, your audience doesn't have to know so much right now. Sure. Just disseminate that information over a season. Have, you know... Have a bit that element of mystery. That's okay. That's totally. fine. Number Trust th- teenagers to be smart enough to get that shit because they are. Anyway, moving on. Number two, mm. uh, I want to just pass on a tweet that my brother put out who is in Canada currently and was watching Batwoman. And What a holiday. What a holiday. <laughs> and he wrote something to the effect of the most convincing part of Batwoman was Ruby Rose's acting. I was like, oof. I think he said accent specifically. Oh, accent. Her accent yes. was the most... That. Well, I'm trying to remember if her accent was bad in Orange is the New Black. She was Australian. Oh, that's right. That's why. <laughs> well, no wonder it was convincing. It was great. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. convincing. <laughs> uh, have you been watching anything else? Nah, that's it from me. Oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. What else have you been watching, Tomas? <laughs> so much stuff. Um, I'm sorry. I watched The Last Man on Earth as well. The first season. Oh, yes. 
It's really fucking good. It's yeah. as good as people say it is. So that's Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a great premise, while not entirely original. Obviously, sure. like a man is the last man on earth. Um, it's in the title. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but so much of it is about entitlement and expectation and what, how those things play on someone who has little to no control. Mm. Um, it's got a fucking amazing, amazing cast. Kristen Scholl is hilarious. Kristen Scholl can do no wrong as She's far as you so can tell. She's so wonderful to I, watch. I would love you to catch up. Uh, when Lucas and I were talking about Gravity Falls, Christian Shaw is... Is she in that? She's one of the leads. Uh, it's an animated show from Disney. Mm. Uh, it's pretty great. And yeah, she's great in it. She's great in Bob's Plays as Mabel. As well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's great. And I, it's obviously finished now. It's got four mm. seasons, but I'm really excited to get through them. Like, cool. I highly recommend if you haven't watched it already, Last Man on Earth. Uh Last thing, we're doing a little quick deep dive into an email from listener Emily. She mm-hmm. sent this in months ago. And Sorry. just due to timing and you being away, we haven't been able to get to it. So, Emily writes, You certainly may have heard of this already, but in case American tragedy doesn't travel quickly, our most recent mass shootings have led to the cancellation of a Betty Gilpin movie. On its face, the last part of that sentence sounds like another national tragedy, but yikes, this movie. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on the culture of cancelling things and people because the climate isn't right for them to make money. For example, the All the Money in the World Spacey-less reshoots. Do we remember those? All the Money in the World films. Spacey Kevin was, Spacey, yeah. Was, scandal around him came out and he was replaced by Christopher Glover. No, Plummer. Plummer. Definitely not Glover. Uh <laughs> Uh, Plumber. And whether we can ever be not cynical and believe that a studio would pull a movie like this over genuine concern for something other than numbers. So do we think that movie studios actually do this because they're concerned from political or from like a population standpoint for the sake of the their consumers? Or is this just a money move? What are your thoughts? We talked about this briefly because we talked about when this news came out. It was a Betty Gilpin thing. We had to bring it up mm. for oh, your sake. She's my one true love. Exactly. And our main takeaway from that was just that it's a bit of a distraction from the real issue, which yeah, is the fact nonsense. that American gun laws are what a waste fucked. of time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think it's a little different than the example given with the, the Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey one. Thing. Sure. Um. So obviously that was a reaction, a studio's reaction to allegations of sexual misconduct from one of the actors in a film mm-hmm. um, and they had the ability to do reshoots, so they did that. Uh, that makes sense to me. That's a direct reaction to um, a controversy um, around one of the actors. I, My issue is that I do not see the correlation between gun control... Mm-hmm. And specifically the movie The Hunt. Now, I see a correlation between gun violence and gun use in films in general. Sure. Absolutely. But every fucking week, a film is coming out in America with gun use in it. So many of America, so many American films are filled with gun violence. So. I find it confusing why those two things are together. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically, the hunt. Why the hunt is singled out? Yes, I understand why. Sure, but then why not for all? Is the thing. So I think, and this is what I agree with you. Is confusing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like gun control and the proliferation of guns in the U.S. and mass shooting seems like one thing. Mm-hmm. However. There also seems to be this thing with The Hunt specifically where there's this perception based on trailers, nobody saw the movie, Mm. right? Based on the trailers and what we were given, that there was a red state versus blue state element to this. That Mm -hmm. Betty Gilpin and her fellow uh, targets in this The Hunt, theoretical hunt, were being targeted by maybe liberal elites, Mm -hmm. right? Is the general vibe that people got. And so when you've got Democrats arguing for gun control, but there are movies being released. And I think for whatever reason, Hollywood is conflated with being part of the left as well, right? Mm-hmm. That they are hypocritically also making movies about uh, red state people being killed by 
like being hunted down for fun. I think I I think it's completely uh shouldn't be conflated. That, that, that doesn't make any sense, the, the argument is. But for whatever reason, that seems to be getting the Republicans' blood boiling, or at least the, the pundits on the right' well, let's, okay. blood boiling. Well, you, you said, like, you know, that doesn't make any sense, but let, let's really discuss why that doesn't make sense. Sure, yeah. So if your argument then is that, you know, the liberal elites are making this um, hypocritical movie about them killing, you know, red state Hicks or whatever. Yeah. Betty Gilpin's character is kind of um, she's an interesting character, but I think probably super derogatory, but described as a hick yes. type situation. Um, from the South. From the South. Uh, lower socioeconomic background, yep. all that kind of thing. Um, Maybe a Trump supporter voter or something like that is probably what well, is the assumption that's being the made assumption. here. Sure. Those characters, though, the let's call them the red state characters, are yep. the heroes of the piece. Yeah. So the idea that these big liberal elite studios are mm-hmm. making a hero um, a, a movie in which they are the bad guys and the red staters are the heroes mm-hmm. just completely dissolves that argument. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, totally. The, the, it's uh, it would just be shooting themselves in the foot, essentially making themselves seem like the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So it'd be anti-propaganda. hundred <laughs> percent. So understanding that that doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. it still made headlines. It mm. was still causing controversy. So understanding that it is maybe a distraction and completely one in bad faith, but it is. Mm-hmm. Is there any argument that taking the hunt away, putting it on the shelf, not releasing it, has some value? And maybe not. Hey, hey let's answer that question. Is there any value in the hunt not coming out? Does it make? Yeah, I think it has value in the fact that morons are going to keep churning mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, so, yeah, you just let it die and you can release it at a later date. Sure. I think that's beneficial probably to the studio and the people that have worked on the film. And what about to the ongoing debate about gun censorship? If it's become a distraction from that it's discussion... It's nothing to do with it. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It logically doesn't. Mm. But if this, if it's being made to have something to do with this, if it's being mm. conflated as hypocrisy or it's being used as a distraction, mm. you take the distraction away and allows the debate to continue as it should, is there value there? No, because it doesn't. Because you spend the week that would have been about actual gun control talking about the hunt and then it's died down and then there's just another fucking shooting in America. Like, it's just taken that one shooting made a conversation about a fucking movie that had nothing to do with it. We forget about that tragedy. Oh, what was the other shooting? What, we got another shooting now? Is there another film we can ban and talk about that for that week? Like, it's just, it's nonsense. It's so, a waste of space. It didn't add, removing it didn't add to the gun control conversation. It didn't. But There's always going to be something else that they can point sure. to. I suppose that's the argument. And be argument. like, that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's that thing. No, yeah. it's, it's nothing but the fact that you guys don't have gun control laws and you have the ability to kill one another with fucking automatic rifles. That's the problem. That is the only issue. So, the, if I can distill that down, the answer is there's no point getting taking that hunt away because... It does, it, they'll just be another distraction anyway. Like, yeah. to do that it's is just... It's only beneficial for the studio and the people that made it that might have a chance to show their film to people that are receptive to it and it's not getting all this fucking noise that has nothing to do with that. So, it comes down to money, you think? Ultimately, it's like, how can we release this into this climate now? Controversy's been made around it. It's only going to get negative press. No one's going to watch it. Or maybe people will watch it, but it will still be... The conversation around it will, will not be, be about toxic. the film itself. So that's why this happened. There's no there's no argument beyond that except just to protect the sake of the film. I don't believe the studio thought for one second that the hunt would any way add to the amount of gun violence in America. Sure. Do you think Because it wouldn't and that's fucking dumb. Do you think there's anything about like <laughs> is there any argument that it's too soon? This idea that it's insensitive the answer is you don't, because there are so many films that have gun violence in them anyway that it's absurd to think that. Because there are, why aren't we stopping also, the Joker soon, from coming out? Every or- two fucking days, they got another shooting. Correct. You don't have time to breathe because people are fucking dying every goddamn hour in that country. Yeah. What are you too soon? What a fucking ridiculous two-word sentence. Fuck off with it. The conversation should be continual. Yeah. And about relevant things. 
Don't let them distract you with shit like the hunt. It's got nothing to do with it. That's my thought. So there is nothing authentic or valuable about any of this whatsoever. The Absolutely hunt should have come not. out. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. There was a follow-up email from Emily after our initial discussion, and she just wrote as a comment, as an American with no guns, I f- both love and hate there are people outside our country that think we are re-goddamn-diculous, referring to us. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, is every other developed country not enough for, of a sample size for you, America? <laughs> a friend of mine on Facebook, who regularly complains about fake news, of course, shared an Australian report from after the guns were taken away there. The report said it didn't work. Guess what? The report was both proven incorrect and was from 2001. <laughs> it's dangerous times over here, she writes. Mm. Uh, she also let us know that The Art of Self-Defense, which is a film I talked about, uh, another off-topic hot topic, was filmed in Emily's very own Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. And her cousin was an extra in the movie. That's pretty cool. Uh She's also excited that Happy Endings is getting a revival, but she comments, don't we all remember season four of Arrested Development? Same cast, same writers, big pile of poo. What are your thoughts on that, Damask? Do you have any concerns about that? Um, of course I have concerns, but I refuse to discuss them. You refuse to discuss them? Yes. You just want to because I'm, head in the sand? I've got, yeah, I've got hope. I've got belief. I've got faith. That's all I've got. And I'm not going to talk about the negativity <laughs> Negative possible negative outcomes of this happy endings revival if it does happen. Uh, another comment. Speaking of reboots, she asks, "Will we be watching the Breaking Bad movie in October?" That is, of course, El Camino, which comes out. I think it might be out by the time I release this episode. Actually, sure. If Brod buys me a ticket to the movies, yeah, it's on Netflix, mate. Oh, well, if Brod buys me some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I think the answer is, is, is yeah, it a Netflix movie. It's a Netflix movie. I'm so disengaged with this. <laughs> Um, oh, fuck. Now I really have to watch it. All right. Yes. Yes, yes we it. do. Jeez, you sound a little bit grudging about this. Ugh. The answer is yes, we will be watching it and <laughs> we will discuss it in a future Off Topic Hot Topic, I believe. I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to do a specific episode about it. No. But we will discuss it. Uh, and she finishes by saying, I adore you guys and asks, is it still weird that thousands of people, I assume, hang out with you every week, but you do get, go, don't get to hang out with them? I hope that's always weird. Keeps you humble. <laughs> It's fucking perfection. <laughs> I don't ever want to leave my room. You just get to talk at people yeah. and they don't get to talk back. And I don't get to see the judgment in their eyes. It really, like, I'm living my best life over here, guys. It's, it's, so no, I don't feel weird about it, Emily. I feel amazing. I just love the assumption that thousands of people are listening to this podcast. That's a wonderful assumption. Yeah, you idiot. It's millions. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't undersell us, Emily. Jeez. Okay, we're going to leave it there. If you would like to uh, write an email, get a response the same way Emily did, you can write to us uh, at contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com. We will be back next week to discuss Fleabag Season 2. Until then, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.